a very good evening to you. Once again to Sweet and Swing here on Mike's Radio. My name's Howard Kane. Always a pleasure to have your company on a Friday evening for some of the best sounds around. And what have we got? What about more from our What Is This Thing Called Love? Continuing and enjoying our Black British Swing. We'll be checking in with Ensa again for perhaps another mini-series. Who knows? To start us off... Shall we celebrate the sunshine and join Edmundo Ross for some Hollywood cha-cha-cha?
Ah, there they go. Well, there he goes, I should say. Edmundo Ross and his orchestra. And around the world. Maybe you've been around the world. I don't know. Either way, I'm glad you're here this evening, wherever you are listening, whether it's around the world or here in the Isle of Man. And of course, if you are somewhere far flung, let's not forget our little far flung club which has gone very, very quiet. At one stage, we did have international listeners who got in touch on a regular basis from America, the Philippines, uh, certainly France on more than one occasion, New Zealand. Uh, And I think there was somewhere else as well, which has gone from my mind. Was it Germany? I can't remember. And parts of the British Isles as well, needless to say. But of late, we've not heard from some of them. Now, I know one or two of them have moved on, as people do. Uh, Father Sean, of course, back in the Emerald Isle. But... Some of the others, I don't know. Have you moved on? Have you stopped listening? Or have you just gone quiet and thought, oh, I don't know, I can't really be bothered? Well, if that's you, or if you're listening via the wonders of the web in a nice corner of the world, not that I'm saying the Isle of Man and the British Isles aren't nice, but somewhere further afield, France, Germany, Holland, Spain, Africa, India, Thailand, Australia, Antarctica, Alaska, Russia, who knows? Get in touch and uh, join our Far Away Club. Get a mention, uh, choose a track, and we'll give it a spin. Howard Kane at manxradio.com with an E on the cane, C-A-I-N-E. Howard Kane at manxradio.com. be lovely to hear from you. And Mundo Ross getting us going, a little bit of sunshine. Hope you've been enjoying the sunshine of late. It would have been nice to have had it in the summer rather than autumn, but hey, we're not grumbling too much, are we? And Mundo himself, well, very, very popular, lived to a ripe old age as well. Uh, I think he lived to about 101 or 102, something like that. I'm having a quick look. Yes, he was 101. No, he was 100. He didn't quite make his 101st. 100 years old when he eventually paddled on to the uh, platform in the sky to presumably entertain the troops up there, one sincerely hopes. Uh, started out in uh, other parts of the world, obviously. He wasn't born in England. He was actually born in Port of Spain, in Trinidad. And then he... It got his name when he was playing with the Venezuela Symphony Orchestra. He was the principal percussionist there, or principal timpanist, I think. Yeah, very well done. He, he's well well grounded in percussion. And so he played with them for quite some time, and uh, that's where he started being called Edmundo, uh, rather than uh, Edmund William Ross, as was his full name. So he just became Edmundo to everyone there. And as it said in his Guardian obituary that Edmundo Ross gave him this myth that he was Venezuelan. He wasn't. He was a, actually a Spanish. And then he got a scholarship from the Venezuelan government to go and study harmony, composition and orchestration at the Royal Academy of Music in London. Uh, and at the same time, he was vocalist and percussionist in Don Marino Barreto's band at the very popular and famous Embassy Club in London. London. Some of the collaborations he did as well, or people he worked with, you would never guess. So, would you have thought Edmundo Ross worked as a sideman, for example, to the great Fats Waller? Well, he did, when Fats was visiting London in 1938. I think there's uh, documented, recorded evidence of that. I don't think it was long-lasting. It was one of those one-off things. He formed his own orchestra, Edmundo Ross and his rumba band, in 1940, playing in that sort of Latin style, and were always based in London's best nightclubs or restaurants like the Cosmo Club in Wardour Street, gone now, I think, or the St Regis Hotel in Cork Street, ditto Coconut Grove and the Bagatelle Restaurant. I think they've all long gone. And his orchestra was often invited back in the day, would you believe, to play at Buckingham Palace. Yes, I didn't realise that as well. 
he was incredibly popular. He sold 3,078s uh, of the wedding samba in 1949. And the following year, King George VI invited him to perform at Windsor. And he took his fiancée, the Swedish aristocrat Britt Johansson, whom he married later that year. But yes, I mean, the, the sort of work he did and the people he played with. He played with uh, Ted Heath at one stage. <laughs> you wouldn't really put Ted Heath and Edmundo Ross together, would you? And became a fellow of the Royal Academy of Music in 1991, nicknamed by fans and journalists as the King of Latin Music. Well, I'm not going to suggest otherwise. We'll hear more from Edmundo. I've just discovered her, been lurking in a drawer for a while, a three-boxed CD set of the music of Edmundo Rosso. Yes, we'll try and keep some sunshine going as we head into the autumn years. This is the Ensa Radio Unit calling forces overseas and inviting you to take a break for music.
having heard that signature tune, you must know that our musical guests are Henry Hall and his orchestra. And they open the programme with Ken Green singing Homeward Bound. <laughs> Come back with the echo that the boys are homeward bound. Then there'll be bells ringing and girls singing a welcome home to their men. As heart to heart falling, they start falling in love all over again. And if we only build our castles with both our feet on the ground, We'll live happily ever after when the boys are homeward bound. Yay, every night something atrocious. Well, that's what its nickname was, wasn't it? Ensa, the squaddy's interpretation of the initials, of course. Sometimes, so I'm told, quite near the mark, uh, there were quite a few entertainers to whom Ensa was a lifeline, though, filling otherwise pretty empty date books, and often meant tracking miles and miles out into the wilds in pouring rain and uh, performing to a rather disinterested anti-aircraft battery. And in other cases people were put in real danger to go out and entertain the troops. Not always lapped up, sometimes not always, but a great collection of ENSA complete concerts, which we might dip into. I think we featured it a few years back, but uh, again, I found it gathering dust in a corner, thought it needed a bit of another airing. It really is very atmospheric, I think, and puts you back there, giving you an idea of what it might have been like for people like me who uh, happily avoided uh, having to be involved in any of the shenanigans, shall we say, or the... Uh, Yes, the triumph and tra- tragedy of, of war. Happy I didn't. I think I would have been useless, quite frankly. Although when you spoke to people like Hector Duff, they said, well, you didn't have a chance. You just had to get on with it. Good motto for the uh, next generation, isn't it? Get on with it. Before that, uh, Henry Hall, of course, 
uh, we went back a little bit earlier to 1934, I think it was, and Jack Jackson, You Turned Your Head, Fred Latham and the Chorus. 1934, cast your mind back? You might be able to, I don't know. Uh, would you believe it was the year the driving test was introduced? Yes, there been the car becoming more and more popular, of course, and surprise, surprise, there were becoming more and more serious accidents and deaths on the road. And so the government introduced pedestrian crossings and said in future all motorists would be required to pass a driving test. Amazing, isn't it? Before 1934, you basically, if you were lucky to have a car, not many people would, I suspect, then basically you just got someone to show you the controls and off you went. That was it. Winston Churchill warned the House of Commons of the need to rearm against Germany. Well, yeah, he was right there, I'm afraid, wasn't he? King George V opened the Mersey Tunnel just across the way there. At the time, the longest underwater crossing in the world, would you believe? And music, which is what we're all about here, I suppose, but more on Morris's front, Sweet and Swing. Vaughan Williams composed Fantasia on Greensleeveston, based on tunes he composed as a small boy. Benjamin Britten, who was a mere 20-year-old, completed his simple symphony. Yeah, simple if you're Benjamin Britten. Not quite so simple if you're a mere mortal. Now, when was the last time you heard this one? This used to be a favourite of mine when I was a kid, and you know what? still enjoy it now. Thank you. 
you must recognise it. A Walk in the Black Forest. Great hit, of course. And who made it so famous? Well, of course, it was Horst Jankowski. Must be his best-known track. He was a classically trained pianist, born in Berlin and studied there at the conservatory and then played jazz in Germany in the 1950s, serving as a, a band leader as well. And his fame as a composer peaked in the mid-60s, 1965, 66, round there. And A Walk in the Black Forest, released in England as that. It was Anna Schwarzfeldfahrt which I think is just German for a walk in the Black Forest, but uh, most British people couldn't say it anyway. <laughs> it changed over to a walk in the Black Forest, which is how everyone knew it, I think even in Germany, and became a pop hit reaching number one on the US Easy Listening Chart and uh, number 12 on the US Billboard Hot 100, number three over in the UK on the singles chart. Sold over a million copies and was awarded a gold disc also featured on the BBC's review of the 1960s music scene, Pop Go the 60s. Quite right, too, it has to be said. Wonderful stuff. Can't go wrong, really, can you, with a bit of a walk in the Black Forest? I don't know whether that's my favourite version with the orchestration. I think I prefer it just on the piano, but uh, I seem to recall whether Jeff Love or someone used to play on the stereogram as a young lad. It was a different version the old maestro used to play when I was a kid. And, of course, he had played himself on the piano. And in my humble opinion, I think he actually did it slightly better. But I am biased. I know an angel on the east side of heaven who lives in a third-story room. We meet on a rooftop and dream in the dark when the lights of New York are in bloom. It's the same old Manhattan But evening again sets me free Then I turn off Broadway To the east side of heaven Where an Daytime, it's the same old Manhattan, 
But evening again sets me free Then I turn off Broadway To the east side of heaven Where an Ah, classic Bing. Can't go wrong with a bit of classic Bing, enjoying our world of Bing Crosby on the sentimental side, the east side of heaven. Sounds more Christmassy every time you hear him, don't you? Although we are heading in that direction. No, I'm I'm not saying anything more about that. But, uh, no, no, I'll stop now. Um, Sweet and Swing, with myself, H, with you. Uh, Lovely to have your company as ever. Uh, Still to come... Uh, We are going to enjoy our selection, which we've been dipping into for the last few weeks and will be for a few more weeks yet of Black British Swing, England's own jazz of the 1930s and 40s by black bands who weren't actually that common around the country then. So we did have uh, Ken Johnson's, uh, Ken Snakeips Johnson, of course. Last week we had Leslie Thompson with Spike Hughes Orchestra. This week uh, we'll be having the little known, I mean, I confess, I don't know them at all, Lordric Canton Quartet. You might be saying, of course, Lordric's one of my favourites, in which case, good for you, because um, I, they're all fantastic bands. It's just that some of them never really got the publicity and the fame that they deserved. But we'll be hearing them jumping jive from the Java joint in a few minutes' time. Before that, though, I thought a nice uh, smooth-toned sax number might be the order. My Funny Valentine and Mr Liquid Silk on the tenor sax himself, Stan Getz.
Classic stuff. Love it indeed. My Funny Valentine, of course, everyone recognised that one, I think, given a wonderful reading there by Stan Getz and J.J. Johnson at the Opera House in Chicago in 1957. Stan on the tenor sax, of course, unmistakably. J.J. Johnson, trombone, and yeah, rhythm sections, yeah, all right, I suppose. Oscar Peterson, piano, Herb Ellis, guitar, Ray Brown, bass, Connie Kay at the drums. Pretty top draw, I reckon. Lovely stuff, and what a tone he had. And a great tune, great band. Not much more to say, really, is it? I hope you enjoyed that one. Stretch out, stretch your legs out, put your slippers on, pour yourself another whatever it was. Your tipple for a Friday evening. I do like to think of people sitting in their armchair, like the old maestro used to, and sort of either dozing off with the music going in the background, enjoying a tea or a cocoa or a glass of whiskey or a small sherry or whatever the case may be, and just sort of wallowing in the music. I hope you're able to do that. Or, if you're out busy doing something, fine. As long as you enjoy the music, that's lovely. And if you've got anything you'd like to hear again, of course, Howard Kane at manxradio.com will come through to me at the Sweet and Swing desk and we'll see if we can sort you out. I'm always open to the odd request if we can play it. As long as it fits into the Sweet and Swing category, that's fine. And uh, (laughs) how, how broad is that book? Well, take your pick. Pretty broad, I would say. We don't do anything super modern. Uh, we leave the light classics generally to Morris for his wonderful little light music, of course. Although we do a little bit of crossover here and there, Morris and I. But yes, early jazz, swing jazz, big band jazz, nostalgia music, lightish music. You know what the score is. Up to early bebop even, perhaps. But certainly a swing in the big band era, definitely. All ticks the boxes, as far as I'm concerned. So drop us a line if you've got anything you'd like to hear or haven't heard for a while, like to hear again, a favourite, someone you'd like featured, etc, etc. Howard Kane at manxradio.com. Be lovely to hear from you. OK, we're going to carry on with our look into the early days of black British jazz. We've featured Ken Johnson, Ken Snakehips Johnson and his rhythm section, and Leslie Thompson with Spike Hughes and the orchestra. And this week we have, uh, as we mentioned a little earlier, Lordric Canton. The Jumping Jive from the Java Joint. Mm-hmm. 
Loving the crackle on that one. Uh, but time for some clarification because, well, I said he was a little known and <laughs> I was right. Little known indeed. So little known, it seems, that even the CD from which I bring you this music has got his name wrong. Uh, and that I was taking it off the main track listing, off the back, who lists him as Lordric Canton Quartet. Uh, but when I actually look at the notes inside and read a bit more, it's actually Lordric Caton. 
They've slipped an extra N in for some bizarre reason. Probably just a typo, I dare say. Uh, so, Lordric Caton, apologies to him. Lordric Caton, not Canton, as it says on the back, uh, leading his quartet on guitar. Uh, Frank Williams on trumpet. Willie Wilson, that's a great name too, on piano. And uh, Clinton Maxwell at the drums. And Lordric himself... Um, Trinidadian uh, born that came into Britain in 1940 but born over in Trinidad and was an early proponent as you heard there of the use of electric guitar just when it was really becoming a new instrument I guess in its own right particularly as we heard there in jive very effectively that lovely sort of jive sound he had there Uh, he was fourth son of one of eight my lordy and self-taught on guitar, which he played professionally from an early age, just uh, 17. Also was good uh, on the saxophone, played a pretty good double bass, and could hold his own on the banjo as well. A very talented chap. He spent some time working as a musician in Guadeloupe and Martinique and then moved to Europe in 1938. That was good timing, wasn't it? Just before the war, playing in Paris with uh, Oscar uh, Alemin, who we've heard in our... Um, little from Paris section before jazz from Paris, haven't we, I think. And then he moved over to Brussels, jazz favourite of mine, and played with Ram Ramirez and uh, Jean, uh, Jean Omer, amongst others, and Jamaican Joe Smith. And also got to play with Gus Clark and uh, Tommy Brookins in Antwerp. And then he was influenced very much, as you can imagine, by Lonnie Johnson uh, doing a skiffle and Charlie Christian on the guitar and started using an amplifier in 1940 and went on to play with the aforementioned on this evening's programme, Don Marino Barreto. He played in England with him and became a chummy with the saxophonist Louis Stevenson and then went and led a house band at Jigs Club, working with the likes of Harry Parry and Dick Katz and Coleridge Good. Coleridge Good uh, later went on to play with Joe Harriet, I think, in the sort of free jazz of the 60s and 70s uh, and also played in the 40s, uh, Caton with Ray Ellington and Ray Nance. And at times, just to confuse things further, having already got his name wrong on the CD, he also played under a pseudonym of Lawrence Ricks for legal reasons. Uh, and I told you he was talented. In later life, he turned his talents to actually building custom amplifiers. Yeah, talented or talented or what? Sadly, he left the music scene, I read, at the end of the 1950s, um, but was the musical arranger for Walking on Air and died in London and was buried back in Port of Spain. Packed a lot in, super talented chap, and like so many on this programme, hardly known, I dare say, but we'll get his name right in any case. I must admit, not Canton. It's Lodric Caton and his quartet. Great stuff. More from uh, Black early black and British jazz next week. Fascinating stuff, really enjoying and the music. Really, really good.
Great track. The Toy Trumpet played there by Jack Harris and his orchestra. Raymond Scott, was that the Toy Trumpet? Did he write that one? I honestly can't remember. I'm thinking he did, but I could be making that up. Either way, it's a good number, really catchy and sort of a, a sort of novelty sound as well with the toy piano and everything going on there. Terrific stuff. Um, Jack Harris played, oh, again, very famous, played in Sierra's Club and the London Casino and all over the big clubs of the day. We've been enjoying this CD, dipping in and out of it. I've been enjoying it. Hope you have as well. I've been keeping it in the bag for the last couple of weeks in any case. Also played at the Embassy Club we mentioned before. Uh, one of the smartest clubs of its kind in its day. It was considered anywhere in the world. However, um, I was just reading here, it says that might be the case, but there was nothing particularly ornate about the Embassy Club's decor. It was a long, narrow room with mirrored walls against which were long sofas instead of chairs. The tables to the left of the entrance were reserved for various members of the royal family and their entourage who were regular visitors to the club. To the right, tables were for less favoured mere mortals. <laughs> Yes, very good. Uh, at the end of the room, flanked by two aspidistras, Jack Harris was required to stand in front of the band. And he says he was a man of great charm and there was something about his soft and melodious music that the club members found quite enchanting. And soon he was to receive offers from them to play private engagements in their great houses for debutants and hunt balls. I bet that paid well. But he did very well out of that. The Embassy Club, must, it was on Bond Street, I believe. Next time I'm down in town... I must go over to Bond Street and see if I can find where the Embassy Club was. It certainly isn't there now. It's probably a shoe shop or a, an apple shop or a jewellery shop or something like that, I imagine. But I must go and take a look and see where the Embassy Club was at some stage. Hmm. OK, we're talking about love and we've been dipping into our What Is This Thing Called Love? Cool love songs from the 30s and 40s. This is definitely on the sweeter side of Sweet and Swing. Dorothy L'Amour, The Man I Love. Someday he'll come along, the man I love, and he'll be big and strong, the man I love, and when he comes my way, I'll do my best to make him stay. He'll look at me and smile, I'll understand. And in a little while, he'll take my hand. And though it seems absurd, I know we both won't say a word. Maybe I shall meet him someday, maybe Monday, maybe not. Till I'm sure to meet him one day Maybe Tuesday will be my good news day He'll build a little home just meant for two From which I'll never roam Who would, would you? And so all else above I'm waiting for the man I Love. 
I shall meet him Sunday, maybe Monday, maybe not. Still I'm sure to meet him one day, maybe Tuesday will be my good news day. He'll build a little home just meant for two. From which I'll never roam Who would, would you? And so I'll else above I'm waiting for The Man I Love, Dorothy L'Amour with Orchestra, directed by Lou Bing and recorded in Hollywood on the 26th of April, 1939. Yes, not a particularly good year this side of the, uh, of the ocean, was it? But, as it says in the notes here, songs about that most universal of all emotions, love, Strike a chord with anyone who has or has had stars in their eyes. Of course your partner is the most wonderful person in creation. And why not? Such a relationship heightens your awareness, and you really do look at the world through rose-coloured glasses. You will therefore have an affinity with all of these songs on the CD. You've either been there, or at least you can imagine yourself in the singer's place. I'm not going to argue with that. Well, perhaps my wife might. We'll see. That's about it for another week. Don't forget, drop me a line at howardkane at manxradio.com If you want to hear anything again, have some ideas, drop me a line, say hello, faraway club, etc, etc. It's all the same address. Howardkane at manxradio.com and we're always delighted to hear from you. That's the royal we, of course. Until then... Then being same time next week, same place, same time, same station, all the rest of it, look after yourselves. 
Cheerio.